2020 has been a, uh, an interesting year, has it not? Just think about how, how dark it has been. ran across a poem this week that went like this. A global pandemic is sweeping the town, and hospitals all are starting to drown, so we're locked down. With churches closed and cities on fire, things look dire, and we're so tired. We still need God to make all things right, spark songs in the night, and put darkness to flight. But every sunrise, there's a sign in the skies that the light of the world still has mercy in his eyes. And when God says, let there be light, there is light. And uh, really, that's the hope that for us at Rock Valley Bible Church this Christmas season. We have been looking at and contemplating the fact that, that light has come in Christmas time and that Jesus is the light of the world. We've been looking at, as it says there on the, the monitor, the, the lights of Christmas. And really, we've been looking at those lights that we've been looking at just to help us with hope in the dark times. And, we, recent weeks, we've looked at Rock Valley Bible Church. Is how Christmas is light. There, there's a way which is the Christmas holiday in general. It's Merry Christmas. It's happy. It's joy. It's happy holidays. But yet, even the scriptures from the very birth of Jesus was prophesied from the mouth of Zechariah and from the mouth of Simeon that Jesus is the light coming into a dark place. Christmas is light. This baby born in the manger is light. We also looked at how Jesus is light a couple weeks ago at Rock Valley Bible Church. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. And when the Apostle John summarized the life of Jesus, we, we read it tonight, just with one word, he said, and he was the true light, which gives light to everyone, which was com- he was coming into the world. So Jesus even is the true light. And last Sunday, at Rock Valley Bible Church, we looked at how the gospel is light. The reality of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins is light, and it's the means through which we pass out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ through faith in Him. Most we've looked at all these things, Christmas is light, Jesus is light, um, the gospel is light. This evening what I simply want to do is, is exhort us to follow the light. If indeed Jesus is the light that brought light into the world and brought us out of darkness then he's the one that we ought to follow. And this evening, what I want to do is, is take us through the story of the wise men found in Matthew chapter 2. If you have a Bible, you can turn it on, because opening your Bible right now in this dark is not going to help so much, which is totally fine. But Matthew chapter 2 is where this story is found. If you want to sit back and listen, that would be entirely fine. We, we see these wise men following the star. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now after Herod was, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east and came to Jerusalem, verse 2, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. And these are the wise men, sometimes called magi, that's what the Greek word is, it's magi from which we get magical. These, these men were like mystical worshipers of, of the magics and of the spirit things. They, they came from the east. We don't know where exactly that is, but they came from the east, 
traveled to Jerusalem. Probably they came from Persia. Probably this refers to the Persian priests of the Zoroastrian religion who paid particular attention to the stars and astrology. And it only makes sense, after all, that they would notice a star in the sky and follow it. Well, in recent days, we have uh, seen the convergence of two planets, Saturn and Jupiter. Maybe Have you heard about this? I trust you have. It's called the Great Convergence. Every 20 years or so, 19.85 years to be exact, the orbits of, of Jupiter and Saturn line up close enough that these two planets pass by one another in the night. But there are times when these two planets come so close together that they appear as one planet. And that happened just a few days ago, December 21st, three days ago, they appeared so closely together that they, they overlapped and looked like one planet. And in fact, if you had looked in the, the night sky, this is what you would have seen. On November 2nd, the, the stars were, the, the planets were quite far apart. And as they went on day, week after week after week after week, they went on until they got super close. December 14th, they were close. And then on December 21st, the, the great conjunctions was called. It doesn't happen very often. And in fact, the last time that the stars were, were this close together to form what, what looked like these planets, to form one looking star, was in 1623, just very quickly after Galileo had developed his uh, telescope. And the next time you're going to see Jupiter and Saturn pass by this closely, it's going to be in uh, 2080. Some of you here are going to see that. I'm not going to see it, okay? I will long be dead, but some of you children will see it. And, and on that day, can you guys do me a favor? Can you pull your grandchildren to yourself and tell them about what you experienced Christmas Eve in 2020 when, when Pastor Steve, and he was such a great pastor, when, <laughs> when, when he told you about the great convergence and how it was going to happen in 2080? And tell them the Christmas story and how Jesus came to die our sins and press your grandchildren to believe and trust in Jesus because in 2080 it's going to uh, the great convergence is not going to happen at Christmas time it's going to happen in the ides of March on March 15th on that day anyway just because of these convergence on this Christmas season it's been called the, the Christmas star and it's been called the, the Christmas star because it's, it's right here during the, the Christmas season and and some people, always trying to figure out natural explanations for the supernatural, say this is the exact same phenomenon that took place in the days of the wise men. They, they calculate all back. 6 BC, like Saturn and Jupiter were lined up again. I don't believe that is the case at all. A couple reasons. One is because they saw a star rose. It rises in the east, but they went west. So they followed the star, but the star rose in the east, and they went west. Furthermore, these men follow the star. The star is one. It's not two planets coming and forming one star. It would have been just one day that that would have happened. They didn't talk about two stars showing. And furthermore, these are converging planets. It, 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 across the sky, converging planets will, will, will travel throughout the night, just like the moon does. Or the star. Have you ever tried following the moon? It's kind of hard. I don't believe the star they followed was anything in the sky. I do think it was super miracle. It was it was supernatural. It was something miraculous that brought them to Jerusalem. In fact, in Matthew two ten and eleven, we're going to see that this star goes right over a house. No star in the sky. No no moon. No satellite. No nothing is going to lead us right over where a, a house is. 
I believe the star was miraculous, just like the birth of Jesus was miraculous when a virgin gave birth to a child. That's what we celebrate here at Christmas time. But these magi, these wise men followed a star. They also followed the scriptures. In fact, that's what probably brought them to Jerusalem in the first place. Remember, these men are from the east, from Persia. Now, Persia conquered Babylon in the 6th century B.C. Do you remember Babylon? You remember perhaps the most famous Jew that was in Babylon? His name was Daniel. He was the Hebrew boy captured by the Babylonians, brought back to Babylon, being trained in their ways so that he might be a Jewish leader to teach the Jews to live in the ways of the Babylonians. This, those in Babylon knew that there was something special about Daniel. They said the spirit of the holy gods were in Daniel. I mean, they didn't believe in, in Yahweh, the, the, the one God who created everything, but they had the gods. They just knew something special. They had the, the spirit of this God, or these gods were in him. And in fact, Daniel's ability, Daniel 4, verse 18, surpassed that of all the wise men of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. Anyway, in the course of time, Daniel received supernatural revelation from God. Sometimes he interpreted dreams for Nebuchadnezzar, for Belteshazzar. Um, sometimes he received written revelation that revelation that he wrote down, prophesying of the future. And in, in the ninth chapter of his book that we read, he predicted of the Messiah that would come some 483 years after the issuing of a decree to build Jerusalem. And, and the one who issued the decree to build Jerusalem was Cyrus, king of Persia. And, and, and they knew, and these, these wise men would have calculated, would have said, okay, so when he built, about 480 years later, when he issued this decree, there's going to be this uh, anointed one who's going to come. And they assumed that he was a king because they came to worship this king, but, but, but they came across. And, and the reason why they, they came to Jerusalem is because of the scriptures. And there's no doubt in my mind that they, they knew this prophecy. And when they followed this star, it wasn't merely they're following this unusual appearance in the sky. Which I believe was a, a miraculous shining of God somehow to, to draw them to Jerusalem. But, but they knew that this star coincided with the scriptures to tell the time when the anointed one was coming. And we just consider chapter 2 and verse 2 again. When the wise men entered Jerusalem, they asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews. For we saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. See, when the star appeared in the sky, they knew it was of the Jewish star. They knew it was the Jewish God who was leaving them. Leading them. It was his star. It was the Messiah's star. They've come to worship him. Now, of course, when the wise men entered Jerusalem saying this, Herod was not so happy. He's the king in those days, and he felt threatened that there was another king. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 3 says, When Herod the king heard about this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. It's understandable that all Jerusalem was troubled with him. Right when the king is unstable, you don't know what to expect. And you're troubled, what is he going to do? I think we know a little bit about what that's about in 2020. Anyway, Herod went to the scriptures to see where Messiah would be born. It, it says in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 4 that he assembled all the chief priests and all the scribes and he inquired on the words of Christ to be born. He was the king. He was a Jewish king, but he was ignorant. So he went to the scribes and the Pharisees who told him in the town of Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And then he quotes Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. And you, O Bethlehem. In the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler 
Who will shepherd my people Israel? Right there in Micah, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. It was prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Now my guess, this, this prophecy was unfamiliar to these Zoroastrian priests. These magi, these wise men who came, came because they didn't study the Hebrew scriptures. They were far off in Persia. The reason they knew the book of Daniel is because Daniel was written in Babylon. It was written over there in Persia. They knew right where that was. But they didn't know Micah. If they had known Micah, they probably wouldn't have come to Jerusalem. They probably would have gone to Bethlehem. But they had to learn from the scriptures that it was in Bethlehem where they should go. Not Jerusalem, the capital, but Bethlehem. And they learned that from Herod. Matthew chapter 2, verse 7 says this. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way. And here were these wise men following the light. They'd follow the light of the star. They'd follow the light of the scripture, which took them from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And we find that they found the one they were looking for. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. The star had been leading them this whole time. Several hundred miles all across the desert, probably up and down. And they came to Bethlehem and there was a star. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And these men found this child and they worshipped the child because they'd followed the star and they followed the scriptures. And I think the application to us is that we should follow the light. And they found the sun and we should follow the sun as well. And really, this is the big question for all of us here this morning is, are you following the light? You may not have a star, you know, a miraculous star is going to bring you to Jesus. But you do have the scriptures. You do have enough even that was read tonight, even from Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, that in Bethlehem would be born this child who would raise up to be ruler of my people. They point to Jesus. They point to the son, the baby who was born in Bethlehem, who would grow up to be a great teacher. He would grow up and demand that people follow him. In fact, consider what John 8 verse 12 says. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And the implication of being the light of the world is that he's the light to lead the way. Right? Lights help us know where we ought to go. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In fact, this is the only way to life is through Jesus. He said later, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It says, no one comes to the Father except through me. He's the great light to follow, to, to lead us to the Father, the great light. He's following us. He's leading us on there. And so this Christmas season, I really just exhort all of you. As you think about the lights of Christmas, how appropriate it is for us to have these Christmas trees lit, a cross lit. Soon we'll light some candles. We've had this testimony even of these stars that come together during this, this Christmas season. These planets, Saturn and, 
and, uh, and Jupiter that everyone's talking about. Right? Are you thinking about the sun, the true light? I exhort you to follow him. Follow this baby to light. The wise men follow the stars and the scriptures. And we ought to follow the sun. So let's just pray ever so briefly. Father, I pray that you would help us to see Jesus. Help us to see how he is the light of the world. And draw us to the sun. In Jesus' name, amen.